the process podcast episode 270 and uh what an absolutely fantastic episode we had yesterday mm-hmm. good old steven bakawi came back gave us a great chat and uh pretty insightful after i think he said a lot of stuff years. that i know after seven years not on the podcast Finally. he came back yeah very happy uh seven years was a long time and very happy to have him back again in our lives and the fact that he's grown seven years, he's now like seven foot tall and he's got still has long hair and a giant beard and he's basically a Viking. So yeah. no, I loved it. I loved that episode. Yeah, I, great. I, th- I thought that he was very vulnerable in just what he like what he spoke about, which is like how like the the part that I found really interesting just was like the high functioning depression stuff. Mm-hmm. And like no idea how medically credible any of it is or this, that, or the other. I'm not a doctor. Um, but it's it totally makes sense, right? That's yeah, I was just, thinking I, just, I, was I like, think the whole notion of it makes sense. I was like thinking, I was like, man, we need like a a post graduating fucking like support club to be a part Honestly, of. Honestly, I think we do. Cause like, I think we do. I think if you, you know, for those who can't get a job yeah because like when you go from i don't know working on shit every five minutes of of the day like every minute of the day just working on stuff constantly being around people constantly and then all of a sudden you don't have that yeah it's like it's It's like like going through a breakup and then to get over that you're like oh we'll go out and meet different people and you can do that in that context, but you can't do that with school. You can't just go back to school again because there's so much more involved. You can't just go and start paying money again to go and do a different. You can't do the same program over again either. That's the other thing. Yeah. You know, and you can still hang out with the people that you went to school with, but the context that you're in hanging out is different than how you all became friends, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're not gonna like hang out and all like do an all nighter working on a project that you don't really want to do. No, because now you have a choice. Yeah, now you have. Yeah, and it's like you can slack off and you can just relax. Whereas before there wasn't that opportunity, and I think that helps bonds grow between people. Like we've said it before, that you're going through shit, I'm going through shit. Let's be friends, kind of a thing. And I think that creates the strongest vibes and like the strongest friendship vibes in people is when two parties are both at their like breaking point kind of a thing or going through really challenging things at the same time simultaneously. That's when it makes it so much like the bond becomes so much stronger. Um, But then that's like you, you always know that it's coming. You always know that you're going to graduate. But and you always say, oh, well, we'll still hang out and we'll still do this and we'll still do that. But for a large majority of us, we've only been friends in the context of school. It's like we've right. never been yeah. friends and not been at the same school at the same time doing the same program, right? We're still friends with them now, and but it's it's a different transition. 
you know yeah it's a weird that it's a weird one that i don't think anyone kind of speaks about no i think that's why it was important it's always important when people talk about it because it makes it even the successful ones yeah oh it's even successful yeah big time awesome like really rad shit killed it and still feeling that way you know it's not just the people that didn't do well or didn't get a job or whatever you know it's everyone kind of yeah it's not the people that didn't get picked for group projects and then got a group made out of themselves because no one else wanted to work with them it's not just those people it's everybody collectively you know yeah which is a bit of it which is a struggle and it's like we both of us totally struggled with it which is why we're here today but i don't think we knew at the time necessarily what we were struggling with i think right. you know, it's like you know something's off but you don't know what it is per se and it's uh it's a tricky thing man it's very weird but we're on the other side of it now and you know doing our thing doing what we can and i remember bruce said that to us i want to say it was it was before christmas break but it was one of the nights when he stayed back in the shop with everyone doing the clay mm-hmm. like it was a bit later after class finished class would finish at six was it yeah i think yeah it was six and it was like maybe seven thirty or eight and he had stayed back he was like wearing just a casual t-shirt and everything <laughs> yeah this is like hanging out with my dad this is amazing <laughs> i love this and no it's hanging out with, it's like hanging out with like a friend's dad where it's like who who's is like really infinitely cool. more rad than you yeah dad. yeah that's what it was like it's like han- hanging out with the friend's dad that would let you smoke cigars and drink whiskey out of his cabinet right before you were 18 and would say Shh, don't don't tell your parents yeah don't tell your parents kind of a thing which i mean maybe that's a bad influence no it's great that's beside the point um but that's i remember that and i remember him saying i think john might have mentioned something about uh finishing like finishing school and this is obviously pre-covid no one had any clue what that was and bruce said what did he say said something along the lines of like when when you do finish and when you do graduate you'll think back to this specific day or this time frame and you'll wish that you were back Mm -hmm. no matter how good your job is or what you're doing after school even if you probably said something along the lines of traveling and whatnot even if you go and travel you're you're a part of you is still going to wish that you were back here doing that and uh I t- he that he was totally right. He was totally right. Yeah, why is he was completely words? right? And I remember because I was working on the compiling footage for the Redback video at that point in time, and I remember sitting on my laptop in that in like my little back corner of the room there, thinking, "Yeah, he's probably right, but I'll deal like I'll deal with that when it comes around." Yeah, because obviously we think, "Oh, we're gonna have a thesis show and everything like that." And obviously none of that happened. Uh, but he was right. He was right. Stands true to this very day. Yeah, simpler times. You can say that again. I, I, it's hard to imagine. 
like I think back to what we were doing in fourth year at this time, and it's we're going through thesis stuff and doing sketches and research and whatnot, and the whole like starting process of the thesis project. And it just seems, it seems so far away, but it's only like two years, two Two years years realistically isn't that long. And it's not like much happened in the year after anyways. So maybe it's more like one real year and then one pandemic year. I think so. I think, I think it needs to be, there needs to be a new type of year. (laughs) Yeah. what, What would that be where it's like, it's the same amount of time, but the perceived time is that much less i don't know i don't know what you would call that because there's totally there's got to be a word for for that with like with any it's when you perceive time to be much different than it actually isn't that is. kind of like what the theory of relativity is though i don't even know or it's like the faster an object is moving like technically, if you're on a bus going down the street, according to this theory, I believe, and this was in high school physics, so five years ago, six years ago, that if you're on a bus going down the street and you, ow, I just hit my freaking wrist right on the corner of the table. Um, you're on a bus going down the street, going say 60 Ks an hour, and there's someone walking in the same direction on the sidewalk. Maybe they're going 4 Ks an hour albeit a very small difference, the two of you, one person on the bus, one person walking, are technically perceiving time at different rates, albeit a very small difference because of your, um, what is the word? Speed, velocity. Yeah, you're, because of your velocity in a specific vector, like in a specific direction. Yeah. It's like, it's comparing those two speeds is like the difference would be so minute that it's almost negligible. It'd be like to the negative ten zero point one percent type of a thing. But I think I think that's how the theory works. I'm not sure though. I'm not. I did physics, but that was six years ago. Yeah, I'd say I did physics too, but it was many, fun. many, 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 many times many ago. Many moons. Many. Many moons have passed yeah. since. But like if you're in a spaceship, right? Going to Jupiter. You'll probably perceive time differently. Six months. Because you're, you're traversing a much greater distance. As opposed to if you're just walking like down the road. I don't really know where I'm going with this whole theory of relativity thing but this is why i didn't go into science yeah or any related scientific field somewhat i guess does, is industrial design scientific related it could be uh, well it falls under like doing. you know applied technology so which is yeah that's true science related and i guess the science goes science it can be a part of there is a lot of science that goes into know? industrial design Aerodynamics. Where aerodynamics, ergonomics. Ergonomics. Yeah, true. Material science. Oh, yeah, true. Okay. Touche. You know, science, the science of like, well, physics that goes into engineering of 
making tools. That always blows my mind, you know, and you can do like, like a drill, like how does a drill work? Mm -hmm. And the fact that it's compacted into this tiny little unit and that it's like, it's just injection molded parts that it does blow my mind. It's quite impressive. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, yeah, it's all right. I'm trying to think of like something that would blow my mind more than a drill though. Cause there's some tools that is like, you know, I think blow my mind more like that. I'm like, who the hell fucking thought of that? A drill is kind of like, well, it's like the old fashioned drills that we used <laughs> with the mm, before yeah. we were able to use the power tools. Yeah. And it was like, like the, the hand drill the hand drill. And, you know, it's just a bunch of like gears essentially to dr- to spin this bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes into a piece of wood and then it's like, well, how do we do this without having to fucking turn it with our own hand? It's like, well, let's just have a motor that spins it. Mm-hmm. And then over decades that goes to like something where you can do what we have now, right? With a drill. Yeah. Tools that impress me, like workshop tools, something that you could probably get at Home Depot or a comparable hardware store from an industrial design perspective as well as a perspective of this tool does something really cool um i mean shop facts are kind of cool but they kind of just roll around on the ground yeah if i had to pick a tool (sighs) you're going off off like the design of it or like the engineering behind it um yes so i figured it out it's the and it's not one particular tool from an industrial design perspective i think it's very successful because it looks rad from a functionality standpoint i think it offers a lot of benefits and from an engineering perspective in terms of getting all these different products to work in conjunction together i think it's a great thing it's a product by Milwaukee, the red color, the red colored company, mm-hmm. the red, the red hardware company, um, probably based out of Milwaukee, I would assume. Maybe. Let's fact actually. Check that you know, I would say probably. Thing. It's probably not actually. Um, but they've got this uh, this pro this series of products that is um, it's like a, a job site backpack, different sized storage tote containers a movable um what is it like a a dolly like a rolling yep. dolly uh job site radio job site um battery bank charger uh, and they've got all these different products that you could buy all individually if you really wanted to but they've engineered them in a way that mm-hmm. If you have the dolly, you can then stack a series of storage totes on top and they lock into place. Right. And if you have a job site radio, you can also stack that on top in whatever orientation. And they're all fixed together in a vertical stack, but then they're also affixed to the dolly themselves, but it's all interchangeable. So if you have 10 small totes and one big one, it will still fit even if you have versus the guy that has three large totes and a radio and a power bank right they'll all fit you know nothing's going to be um out of 
out of the way per se. Um, yeah. I'm just Googling here to figure out if Milwaukee Tools is based out of Milwaukee or where it was founded about us. Contact See, I us. think like engineering and design wise and functionality wise, like maybe the best um, improvement or evolution of power tools is the idea of interchangeable batteries interchangeable yeah, rechargeable batteries i think mm-hmm. is the greatest improvement so far yeah i do I agree i do like agree. that is literally i think the most important most clever thing you they, they've done i think interchangeable batteries in general like if the battery yeah. dies or if the battery just simply doesn't work anymore you shouldn't have to throw the product out and that goes back to product sustainability right yeah yeah no totally I think that's the whole world, like rechargeable Milwaukee. batteries become epic, right? They are based on Milwaukee? Yeah, they okay, are based out of Milwaukee. Or they were founded in Milwaukee, but now they're based out of Brookfield, which is still another place in Wisconsin. Okay. Same difference. I don't even know where Wisconsin is on a map. If I wouldn't me. know either. So, so. It's some, oh, it's kind of, I think it's, uh, it's west of us. Like if you go across the lake, it's one of those. Yeah, I know it's in the Midwest like around, somewhere, but it's it's somewhere around there america's a big place do you know you can fit three earths in the same size of the united states is that how it works yeah it sounds about right yep yeah that's exactly how it <laughs> works. sounds legit yeah sounds like a um, legit fact for sure but no like the the whole tool thing i remember when going to the open house the humber open house that was an that was an attractive thing where they spoke about some grads who had gone to work at Stanley or Black and Decker. And I think Black and Decker owns Stanley now. And that was back when they used to do a a collaboration project with Black and Decker. And I always thought that was super cool. Like imagine designing stuff that like gets sold at Home Depot, a place that I used to go to when I was a kid. And I can like design a power tool and stuff. Now it interests me a whole hell of a lot less. Mm. Um, maybe because there's an understanding of the complexity that goes into it. And it's not that I shy away from complexity, but that component of it doesn't interest me as much per se. Mm-hmm. So, but that was like an attractive thing at the very start. And then the whole like tool sketch of industrial design. All I wanted for like a period of maybe seven weeks before starting school was to be a DeWalt industrial designer. Because the yellow? Wanted to, yeah, yeah. exactly. Wanted to have the, the black and yellow uniform and like black and yellow markers and just look like a bumblebee all day. Just go off. See, I like that. Um, oh, What's the one that's lime green? Does it start with the K? Ryobi. So it doesn't start with a K. Yeah, Ryobi, the bright green yeah, one. I like an R. Why is there one that starts with a K? Why 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 is it a K for some reason? Uh well there's Makita. But that's more of a teal. See, that's cool too. The teal and the green, I think, are the coolest, to be honest. And then yeah, like DeWalt or DeWalt's yellow and black. Milwaukee is red and white, technically. Um Makita is teal. Ryobi is um yeah, uh, lime green and gray, kind of. We got a Ryobi electric lawnmower. Oh, and this thing looks like it 
was designed by like a Ferrari person. <laughs> by Lamborghini. Like, it's, a like it's got all these pointy bits it's on it. It's not unnecessary. Yeah, it's like pointy bits and contours. It looks like an alien ship. It reminds me of a lot of BRP products. Right. Like a lot of the the reminds me of a lot of Sea-Doo products. Mm. Just in the way that it's styled. I get why they're doing it. They're trying to make it look cool. They're like, let's be real, that's a lawnmower. But compared to like almost every other lawnmower out there, it looks pretty It stands good. out from the rest, I guess, which is the point. It stands out is from the rest. Is there a blue exactly. one? Is there a blue power tool? Um, yeah, uh, Mastercraft. Canadian tire. Oh, yeah, Mastercraft, I guess, is darker blue. Um, and then you've got Rigid, which is like oh, orange, yeah, they're orange and gray. Yeah. Um, like black on black is uh might be black and decker and or skill saw the brand because skill saw was the brand that made what is now a skill saw oh right like the circular saw like the with the plunge Mm -hmm. thing was made it's like kleenex making tissues now we call them kleenexes um that kind of affiliation but no i always wanted to because I, I, th- I always thought it would be cool and there's there was portfolios of people that i used to be able to find online and i can't anymore and i'm kind of bummed i never saved them but it was all like process pages and process work of developing like hardware tools mm. and it's it's so driven off of ergonomics and functionality maybe with the exception of furniture design and automotive related work maybe the most ergonomic focused yeah because it's all being held by your hands product or wearing on your back or or around your waist Mm -hmm. or whatever yeah you're and like that's a lot of stuff to consider yeah well especially like because there's like a durability factor with Mm-hmm. impacts and like drop impacts and um dust and dirt and mud that's and true. a certain performance like is you know for a drill or something like um like an impact drill for working on cars like it's got to be fucking strong strong mm-hmm. right so you can fucking tear off those bolts um yeah there's a lot that goes and then you have to yeah. try and package that in an ergonomic comfortable package while maintaining and the design language of the brand. brand yeah yeah Fuck. that's the that's the cre- and ha- and have it be manufacturable and that's the other manufacturable thing. yeah i guess that's why you and don't see be crazy expensive leaps and bounds in in <laughs> and uh design of them i think so it's also a cool and i think that's it's a drill it doesn't need to look like a lamborghini yeah. or something but why not? Well, it might be. It probably gets in the way. But if it can be done where it doesn't get in the way and still offers that um, pizzazz. Yeah, possibly. For lack of a better term. I think that on definitely seen it on Behance where, um, and I think some I've heard from like from some people at Offsite where they're like they go to school in different places is that some 
first year projects are combine like take this product yeah. product x and combine redesign it in the design language of company y right oh i like that, that as a, as a project. and i think that's an interesting challenge right but like so you you as an example here you could say okay take a dewalt drill take a eight like a 12 volt cordless drill and design it following the design language of Lamborghini right you do that or Polestar or say it's a microphone right take our audio technica yeah XTR 2000 or 2100 whatever it is and redesign it in the uh, little tykes design language or the Playmobil design language. Right. Or McLaren design language. What does that look like? I think from an exercise perspective, that would actually be... Now that I think about it, that's actually not a bad idea. I was about to rip into the whole concept of that project where it's like kind of uh, trite. Like what's the... The outcome is that you can then copy a design language, but well, no, like that's I, that would be changing my tune. That'd be on the it. easy way out. Um, kind of um, examples that you would get from some people in the class, because if you had if that's you had true. a Lamborghini cordless drill, there would be someone who interpret it as like a, the easy way out, the wrong way of doing the project, where they literally take an Aventador and put the side of an Aventador, and that's the shape of the drill. And then they present it and yeah. they're like, hey, look, it looks like a Lamborghini. And they're like, well, maybe it resembles one of their one of their cars, yes, but maybe it shares some design language of the brand, yes. But you haven't used their design language in a way that actually benefits the product, which is a drill. Because now you've mm. got this piece that sticks out where your hand's supposed to go. Or it's got a piece that right. sticks out where you're supposed to change the bits. And now it's uncomfortable. Now you've added unnecessary weight to holding it. Now you've made the part way more expensive to make. So that's where the challenge comes in is how Mm. do you still maintain it as a well-designed, you know, ergonomically comfortable, manufacturable, reasonably affordable, performance cordless drill that still looks like it fits into the design language of this brand because again that's where it pisses me off Mm. when i see like it's like when you see uh some people that do like oh ferrari shoes or or something like that right yeah and they just or like lamborghini shoes and they just take the side of lamborghini and put in a shoe it's like is that really design language of lamborghini or the design language of the side of an aventador because then it looks like a gimmick when you just take out you literally copy one element from a from one of their products and throw it into your shoe it's like well yeah it's gonna look lamborghini because it's from a lamborghini but is that really following the design language of the brand or of just that car because the car is following Mm. the design language of the brand but now you're copying the design language of the car and that doesn't always mean you're copying the design language of the brand Mm. one plus one does not always equal two no, I mean it will look huh. like a Lamborghini, kind of, 
it's recognizable. Yeah. But again, that's because it's Lamborghini. If you make anything that's like a stealth fighter with wheels and use that kind of shape of the side intake that you see on a lot of Lamborghinis, most people will say, oh yeah, it looks like a Lambo. But if you have a brand like um, McLaren, it'd be harder to do because yeah, car guys could hard. probably pick out some of the shapes of McLaren, but without just plastering yeah. the logo all over it or <laughs> writing McLaren on it, how would you get someone to 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 pick out, you know, out of all these brands, list of brands, oh yeah, that's a McLaren drum. Mm. Right? You bring up a fair point. I had that experience today, not to go too off topic because I enjoy this design brand integration thing. But I had an experience like that today where I was driving home. I had to drop my sister off somewhere and I was driving home and there was a car coming towards me. I was like, ooh, that looks kind of cool. Yeah. I think it's a McLaren. Right. Because apparently people in Aurora have stupid amounts apparently. of money. Um, I'm like, oh, that's a McLaren. I'm like 90% positive it's a McLaren. And it's coming towards me and it slows down because I'm, it's uh, it's like right at the road where just in front of my house. So I'm going up back home and he's going into a merge lane, slowing down up to a red light. Um, and I think, I think it's a McLaren for like 90% of this trip, right? Positive. And then he slows down and I, I pass him and I check the car in the, and it's an Aston Martin. Not a clue mm. which Aston Martin it is at all because I'm a fruit loop. But I know what the badge looks like and I know how to read. And it did not say McLaren. But that's an example where from a distance, if that was a Lamborghini, you'd be able to tell in a heartbeat. And it's not that it's yeah. less successful or less uh, like confident in terms of the styling of it. But the cues that your brain like immediately understands where you look at hard lines and like triangle bit and uh speedy boys yeah you know that that's an aventador yeah or a huracan kind of thing never seen a kuntosh in real life so i know <laughs> seen um, one at a, I've, I've seen one at a show not on the road though that would be an experience they are cool that'd be a big a lot smaller than you think um, at least when it's beside a modern lambo that's true and it's pretty big the original is a pretty big car at the time was it considered a big it was car considered was a big it... car at the time hmm. now it's like tiny compared big to small to, That's to a new one a, a new aventador would be like new aventador massive for supercar i saw and then yeah, compared to the, that's you know. true i did i saw an aventador was it the, the one that i sent you on sunday night green one do you remember, remember what that was? No. I might have saved it. I, I don't, don't think I did, but I probably didn't. Let's be real. Vendors you don't see ever very often because they're really expensive. They're like half million at least. Jesus. Like they're expensive. Uh, I'm just going to Google what it looks like. I mean, to be fair, side. though. No, it was not. Lamborghini is like. I wouldn't say, oh, you can look at it right away that mean, and know what it is. That means it's a good design because mm-hmm. they just built this rep of like they played on it for since like probably since the Countach, right? Where they're like, oh, we're going to have angular lines. 
Yeah. So you look at that and you're like, Lambo, yes. And then you could say like, oh, you couldn't tell if it was an Aston or McLaren. That means, oh, well, it's not. If it if it was a McLaren, it doesn't hasn't really been successful because you don't know what it is. That's not always the case because, exactly. Like for me, I probably would have been. I probably would have figured it out pretty quickly, and I also yeah, would have known. Well, McLaren to, don't make a front engine car, and if it's yeah. Aston Martin, there's no the mid engine Aston Martins aren't on the road yet, so it has to be a front engine Aston Martin, and therefore it's not a McLaren. But and you're able to do that deductive reasoning in 0.5 seconds, yeah. whereas my Fruit Loop brain is still comprehending what any. And that's means. the thing; it's like, you know, people who are into it are gonna know, but people mm. who aren't may not know, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, for Lambo, that might be almost a bad thing that people recognize that part of Lamborghini, because that means if they do anything different mm. from that, it's unrecognizable as a Lamborghini. Yeah. And now they've wrote themselves into this corner of. Lamborghini design language. Mm. You know, I believe the very first Lamborghini, it wasn't angular. Not at all. Really? I think it's called like the three, the 350 GT or something like that, or something like that. It doesn't look like a Lambo. So it's not like from day one as a company, that was the design language that they chose for the brand. Huh. It just evolved on its it evolved own. on its own and i think they stuck with it because a like you said it's easy to when all the other cars are curvy and they are angular it stands out so you know what the lamborghini which i'm trying to find like a poster or something where i can actually tell what one it was and then all the fucking images are shit was it a huracan i think so probably i like i the only thing that i remember was the uh the side intake and just like how um i really only remember that shape yeah it was a hurricane it's a green hurricane so it looked a little weird not that i'm not a fan but yeah see i don't think the hurricane's too much of a pointy boy it's probably more curvy than the others the aventador is very stealth fighter ish but yeah it looks like it's gonna it looks angry. It looks like it an angry looks shark, like... right? It looks like a robotic shark. It looks like the robot jaws. Oh yeah, it does. You know, it's it very does. gives off those vibes. It's like a shark mech. You know. And the Aventador. What's the? Oh, I see. The Aventador side intake is even more like over the top. That's like your... it's like all side. It's huge. Intake. Yeah, it's yeah. It's very yeah, very. How much impressive. side intake are we going to need on this car? Yes. All of it. The entire side is now an intake. Yeah. It's a bit weird at the back, isn't it? Who am I to judge? Well, I mean, you're I think I would be an... allowed to not like it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I am. Uh, I I have my rights, but I think it's a. Uh, it'd be an interesting project to like combine product X and company Y that are so unrelated. Yeah. That's kind of like what Bruce did with the the espresso machine, the Ducati. That's true. It's exactly that. Because I think it would be interesting to That's take... That's exactly that, yeah. It'd be interesting to take, yeah, like a an appliance, power tool, um, piece of clothing. Um, How, like home, houseware, Something products. like that. And then put it you with know, a... Like toothbrushes. Put it with a so. transportation company. You know, with a, mm. with a car, 
motorcycle kind of company because they're very like i think cars and motorcycles are like the most recognizable design languages i think i will agree with you but i'll I'll add not always but yeah i'll add apple to that as well yeah where it's like so much of a design language that it's almost not a design language because it's almost just seen as the standard of how things should be and then when it's not yeah yeah aluminum yeah but with with cars i think is like because if you took like i would do an apple toothbrush or an apple shoe or an apple drill i think it'd be kind of boring it would be just like make the whole thing just round with like one button and make it all like brushed aluminum mm-hmm. and then have it where you plug it in in a very awkward spot. Yeah. And the, then you're good. The charging port for the toothbrush is actually in the bristles. Yeah. I saw something actually the other day on Instagram. It was like, um, yeah, like Apple is great, but just because it's Apple doesn't mean it's good. Yeah, that's a hard notion to break up with if you're a true. And it was fan. like the mouse, and it was showing how you have to plug it in from the bottom. Oh yeah. So you can't yeah, use it if it's charging. Mouse. And yeah. it's like saying like, well, like just because you're Apple and just because everyone likes your shit doesn't mean you can not design well. Because mm-hmm. that's really bad design. If any other company came it up is. with that, people would be like, "What the hell are you doing?" Or like someone in the design studio would be like slap and be like you know what? you're getting fired you're crap who thought of that yeah. it's such a if we brought did that in one of our projects at school like Catherine or, or someone would like dennis would have slapped us and been like why the hell would you charge <laughs> on the bottom but no it's apple so they get away with it but they shouldn't that's true it's garbage design the rest of the mouse this, is this fine is the- but yeah that is such a uh, debatable 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 because debatable. there's no like there's no middle oh yeah there's a middle scroll thing technically but it's digital it's not physical yeah so you can't press down a middle and button there's no and, left or right click is there and pan i mean there is technically like you can click it is a clickable mouse but but there's no separation you know how, like it's we, one right there's no separation it's, it's just, just one, one. Click. it's just which side of the thing are are you yeah because you can you can click on the left side of the mouse and only the left oh, side okay, will, right. like will engage, but it's a weird thing to get used to. Yeah, I think it's one of those things. Maybe like, the middle like scroll wheel is just massive. they've like gone too far with the whole minimalism to the point where it's actually not the best design option because it's not as functional or it's not intuitive. But you're going that yeah. far because it's like minimalism and <laughs> we have to be Apple, but it actually just isn't the best. Yeah. It's like they're sacrificing good design just for their brand identity. But I think, I think they've, I think they've, I think them thems- for a while. I think Apple themselves though have, have gotten lost, have fallen from their own con essentially, and instead of them following their brand identity, or their sorry their design language, they've followed their aesthetic. Mm. And I think like. Too They've sure. got like one of the strongest design languages and brand identity, the strongest whys ever of a company. Yeah. And that's what, yeah. why they're so successful. But like the design of their product used to follow that why. And I feel like it doesn't follow that why. It follows the aesthetic of what people think Apple looks like. Mm. 
That's a very interesting point. Because, like, you think, like, the whole why, right? They were like, well, we want to design something that actually helps people, like, go against PC, go against all the big corporations, and then mm-hmm. they turn to the biggest one. Think different. You right? know, they, they think different. Like, and their products resembled that. And then now it's, like, got to the point where it's, like, yeah, I guess maybe say that mouse is thinking different, but it's not better. Like, these other corporations you, you wanted to, like, yeah. be better than and think differently than, they're doing it better. It's actually better design, true. but they've they think it's better because Apple aesthetic. And I think that's the problem. Why mm. that for like a school project like we were talking about, it'd be bad to make it look like Apple because everyone would do that. Be like, yes. oh, I'm gonna make an Apple toothbrush, but people we wouldn't fo- wouldn't person. design a toothbrush following the design language and the brand identity of Apple. They'd be following the aesthetic of Apple, mm. which every company fucking does already for everything all the that's rip-offs true. and everything will follow true. the aesthetic not following design language they're follow they're they're copying the product not the process and i think that's where's like mm. even apple themselves have fallen for their own con and they're following their own products and not their own processes mm-hmm. very smart you know like i look at their airpods max where the fuck the, the headphones I was just gonna bring that and up. i'm like just and i'm like to up. me that doesn't stand out as a company thinking differently and pushing like the status quo and trying to come up with a better solution for headphones if anything they just look worse but they look like apple headphones because they look like they said it but they don't look any they don't look better like i would say my sony's perform way better and function functionally look way better look more comfortable they make more sense but they don't look like an apple aesthetic product which I'm actually the good with, but like, you know, I could say I could look at the Mac, the MacBooks, the new ones. I'm like, I see the Touch Bar, and they're you know ing- integrating like little screens into it, and like oh the volume and whatever. I'm like, that's actually a cool step forward. Why not start integrating mm-hmm. more? Um, you know, obviously if the keyboard's gonna stay for a while because you want that mechanical feeling, at least for now, let's add like touch screens or some sort of screen for other things that you don't necessarily need a button for. And then we can clear up the keyboard and make it just for the keys that you actually need. And also like, I think that's like, that is thinking differently and that's doing stuff that other companies are doing. I think that's a great idea, but like for the, for the, you know, you could even say the the first AirPods were pretty clever. I love them. You know, still one of my favorite products I ever owned, even though the battery life on them is shit. Yeah. But then it's like, but but their headphones to me don't follow the same principle. They're just like, well, let's extend the aesthetic to yeah, headphones because we own Beats. Yeah, and we can't. Let's extend them to headphones and see what we come up with. Well, that's not following your why hmm. anymore. That's just following your aesthetic, and then it comes to a thing where you're just like everything they touch. Like, oh, I wonder what an Apple this would look like, or an Apple pen, or an Apple fucking piece of paper, or whatever. What would it look like? <laughs> It's like well, an apple piece. You're not piece following of. the. It's aluminum foil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just really thin. Like they've got like they've worked aluminum fibers into the fibers of the paper. Oh dear oh, god! Oh my god! Um, that's a paper cut you don't want. Oh, oh, oh god! No, oh. yeah, you don't, you don't want that. Have you ever gotten aluminum foil cut, like a paper cut from aluminum foil? No, but I've just got straight metal cuts, which it's I guess the, that is. It's the oh, yeah, it is. It's the worst um, thing ever. But I feel like they don't that's not following their why right their why would be like well how do mm-hmm. we like 
you know, I'm trying to think back to the Simon Sinek video when he's like, oh, like talking about the example of the commercial, right? The album commercial, yeah. and it's like compared to a PC, and it's like, well, they're not just saying, oh, we make really sick computers, you should buy ours. It's like, we want to go against all these other big corporations that are dominating the market, and we want to like, we want to make a product for the people that want to rebel against these companies, that want to do their own thing, yeah. that want to be creative, that want to make their start their own job and do their things their way you know because that's how we want to do it and we want to help make a product that can help you achieve that right that's something people want to follow behind but like a lot of the products follow it but then also like the headphones don't follow that i don't think so no it's not doing anything differently yeah they're wireless yeah fucking all of them are now (laughs) like you know yeah they say, yeah, but it looks like Apple. It's like, yeah, but that's not the point. That's not. Uh, that's not why. Like yeah, to me, true. those headphones start with the with the what. Like we're gonna do headphones that look like Apple. How can we gouge people for eight hundred dollars? Yeah, but it's like, yeah, exactly. It's like let's make our, you know, what would an Apple headphone look like? That's the what. And they're like, how? Well, let's let's use the Beats technology that we bought, and we, yeah. and we don't have to do a lot of R and D. We just have to figure out how to address the thing dress the electronics essentially oh there's the how why because we want to make money and we want to add to the apple ecosystem well instead they should have started with their own fucking principle that they started way back and be like well we want our system ecosystem of products that is going against every other company and doing it our way and letting you do it your own way and stand out from all these other companies or whatever we're going to make headphones because we haven't done that yet and we want to you know, do something differently in this industry. We've got great technology that we've acquired that we truly think is industry leading. Let's, this is our, you know, immediately going from that, you've got a much stronger why. <laughs> and then you'd probably mm. end up with something that's actually different. Like and better than those just new Apple ones, man. They're like expensive aluminum pillows. Yeah, they're like the at rear. least $300 more than my headphones and my headphones are are guaranteed way better quality than those. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. But so I think that's why Not that from a, that wouldn't make sense yeah. doing a project like that because it's everyone like if you in the class said like okay, you assigned each student a random product and then like you pick yeah. uh yeah. everyone would pick that's Apple. You have to do it. Yeah. Or a lot of people would or like Ferrari Lamborghini because they're easy. Whereas I think it'd be more funny if they had two two hats and you pick from each one and it was a random product and a random company and you have to put those together. So you pick like, oh, I don't know, a fucking cordless drill and you pick like... like Adobe. Yeah, Adobe. What do you even do? They make digital products. What do you yeah, even do? Exactly, right? Or I was thinking, I, I was thinking like a cordless drill and like, um, or like toothbrush. Herman Miller Eames, <laughs> Charles and Ray Eames, or something like that. You know, like, see, I've already got ideas on that. Right, though. but that's like, way more creative that. because that's the thing. If it was, if you got, you know, toothbrush Apple or toothbrush Lamborghini, it would almost mm-hmm. be too easy because people are thinking about the aesthetics. Because for those two brands, the aesthetics are very strong. Mm-hmm. Yes, but that could be a good and a bad thing because that'd be a good thing that yes, you can put a like a a line that resembles the side intake of an Aventador and people go, Oh, Lamborghini, or they're going to put 
you know, make it aluminum, put a little like kind of pill shaped button on there and be like, Oh, that's Apple. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, that's like the easy way out because it doesn't necessarily mean that's like following the design language. Cause really design language of, of Apple, if you're going really minimalist, like you wouldn't fucking have a button on, button on there, you know, no. or you'd find the best place for that button or something. Right. Like, and Lamborghini, you'd make it like, yeah, you'd make it like sharp, I guess, <laughs> or that the form <laughs> would be different, but it'd be more aggressive, but it doesn't have to necessarily look like that. Right. That's why it'd be more interesting to pick something that isn't one of those just to really make you think like, huh, like how do you actually follow up um, the design language, uh, design you know, language. that the principles of the brand, like, yes, the brand positioning, right. is a huge thing. Yeah. Instead of just making like a, <laughs> an Aventador shaped toothbrush. I picture like, you know, those like kid toothbrushes that have like, you yeah. know, like, characters a like a spider-man on one or something but it's like it just got an event yeah. where like hot wheels built into the handle i used to have a spider-man me too i used to have a spider-man one it's my favorite thing that's oh, what i, I love that thing. but yeah it'd be a cool um project idea i think doing it mm. that way you know even just as like a design exercise on weekends yeah. and stuff actually i think it'd be cool be thing now that i said herman miller or charles and raheem oh. it'd be almost cool that like the brands weren't like mclaren and ducati and everything it was like um designers or designer brands oh yeah that actually even because you have like toothbrush charles and raheem's or cordless drill and artifacts and artifact or yeah and then you've got like uh i don't know a fucking you know headphones Headphones, headphones and DROMs or you know or mm-hmm. like you know, something like that right i mean i'd probably have its own problems too but like even something like that would would make people think more i think so you know because you have to actually understand it. you can't just copy looks yeah which i think i mean that must be a pain at lamborghini sometimes because they're like how do we like i remember that's what bruce said about lamborghini why he doesn't like a lot of them because he's like they've been chasing their own design since the Countach. Hmm. Like all these years yeah. to him, it's like they're just trying to get back to the Countach, which they did. <laughs> so maybe Bruce was right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's a smart guy. Because it's like that shape that they've tried to like copy, just reinvent over and over every year. Hmm. You know? Um Yeah, that is true. But it's like maybe that is their design language now. Uh, maybe. I don't know. But it's like, well, how do you get away from that then without it making it look like a not Lamborghini? Right? Good luck. So now you're copying the looks and not the actual like message and, you know, in the, you know, Mm. beliefs and whatever of the brand. I think it's why all the Mazda vehicles work so well together because you can tell they all follow the same vision. And that's, well, yes, because you can see. They all follow the same vision and the same design language, but each one doesn't necessarily, like, they all look like they're part of the same brand and the same family, but they don't necessarily look like each other specifically. No, they don't. And that's the trick of, they've all followed the same design language and same brief and same beliefs, beliefs, but they haven't just transplanted the same side view from a, from a, 
you know, a, a sedan to an SUV to a CUV to a, you know, to a, to a hatchback mm-hmm. or something. Like, they didn't just take, yeah. like, the side view and just shorten the wheelbase, hire the ride height, blah, 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 you know? They all look Mazda. Perspective warp and Photoshop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and just make it straightly stretch it out a bit. It's not like that. They all look Mazda. They look like the same part of the, the same series mm-hmm. of vehicle, but they don't look like just a, you know, a, a copy. Yeah, they're not duplicates of each other. They're not duplicates. And that's, I think, that's an example of why they're successful and why it's, mm-hmm. you know, that's why you copy the process and not the product. Preach you know, it. just have fucking copies lying around everywhere and they look like knockoffs. <laughs> instead of, that's true. Instead of actually having, like, individual yet part of the same family. Mm-hmm. It's like having siblings, right? Yeah. That are non-identical. And I'll tell you come from the same family, but you don't have twins. Yeah. It's a loose analogy. It's a loose analogy, but it's it's a same yeah, it's it works. Yeah. If you think about it hard enough. <laughs> if you think about it hard enough, it works. anything works. Yeah. If you really yeah, if you really think about it hard enough, everything works. That would be a cool project though, I think. Because like you said, Maybe the idea is already that. flowing like Herman Miller toothbrush. Hmm. Right? We think I of think the, the super rad. you know, instead of just saying, "Oh, I'm gonna make it look like a fucking Charles and Raheem chair and have a little ottoman that comes with the fucking toothbrush and put leather pads yeah. on it," it's like, what are their values? Traditional. They don't mm-hmm. want to cover up the materials they use. They want to be honest with the materials that they use. You know, it's more natural tones, more soft, inviting. Mm. Well, then, then you start looking at okay, wood or. Some sort of like material wrap and oh, it's done in traditional manufacturing ways and you know, and stuff like that. Plywood veneers. Yeah. So it's invent plywood. Then you start coming up with something that yes, like may same materials as if you just went, Oh, I'm gonna make it look like an Eames chair, but it's a toothbrush. But it's gonna be more successful to someone who actually knows what they're talking about. Because it's mm-hmm. not just copying. Like, I mean, how many times have you seen that? Where it's like, oh, I'm taking a vent door, but I'm making a shoe. All the time. Well, it just looks like you've photoshopped, lasso cut the side of a, <laughs> a vent door off the and put it on a shoe. Put like a, it just yeah. looks like a Lamborghini shoe. It just looks like a copy of this design shoe. Mm-hmm. I, you see it all the time, man. Like, oh a lamp but as a mclaren or <laughs> and i think that's why i had a sour taste about it in my mouth when i started yeah. that mini rant because that would be what I was like, definitely some people would do that because that's the easy kind of default 60 percent, 60 percent of people would do that mm-hmm. maybe seven. probably i think yeah it'd be, especially in first year i think a lot of people would actually because they don't know to be honest I would have done the same thing. Yeah, probably. I would be like, I didn't that's why I was so thing. caught up with the whole Ducati thing. So I was like, oh, I'm going to take like the exposed frame mm-hmm. and bring that into an espresso machine, which like it's probably a good way to go, but it's also like the expected way to go. But instead of me being like, I'm going to use, take the principle of an exposed frame and implement that. Instead, I was like, let me take the exact shape and layout from the bike and use that as the side of the machine. But then it's like, well, now it just looks too. like a part of the bike. Yeah. But it's not supposed to. It's supposed to look like it's in the same family as the bike, same brand, mm-hmm. but not just look like a copy of the bike. You know? Yeah. Tough thing to learn. 
especially at the start. But yeah, the start is good possible. Good thing to practice, you know. It would be a good thing to practice, I think. Definitely worth turning into like mini projects, I think, in the future, just to do, just that exercise. I think it'd be, and eventually one could one could turn into a portfolio piece if it's if the idea is there. Yeah, exactly. I think that'd be important to show a company and be like, look, I can take this and not just copy your previous mm-hmm. design, but make it look like yours, but new, right? Like, yeah, it fits. Fits proper. It fits proper. And it's not just a blatant copy-paste job. You know, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's like Tinker Hatfield, right? Like in the abstract documentary when he did the shoe competition with Nike and it was like the winner got to work for him. And everyone... Mm-hmm who didn't win did like basically like shit that nike was already doing yeah but just made it look like nike and then he comes in and does something totally different but still follows the same like values Mm -hmm. and then he's the one that gets through right like it's true it's different it's new but it still follows the the brand right it's got to be confident right do it do it with conviction You can't go wrong. Yeah. Cannot go wrong at all. No, exactly. Look at that. Brings us to the end of another. It was a bit of a long boy, this one. An impressive bit of a rant. Yeah. Yeah, you ranted. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I went a bit. We like it when Zach rants because it means I don't have to do very much. If I say these uh, things out loud, then I teach myself more. So it's exactly right. It's exactly right. And uh, if you want to contact us about, some design work then uh, send us an email to hi dot or hi at bigdesigncompany.com or visit the website www.bigdesigncompany.com and send us an email about the podcast to hi at the process podcast or hi dot the process podcast at gmail.com cooked on these emails today and uh zach wasser what is our instagram process underscore underscore podcast beautiful ladies and gentlemen we will uh See you tomorrow. Peace. The process.